The Healthy High podcast has been designed to inform and entertain, not provide medical advice. While the show is hosted by medical professionals, you should always consult your physician when it comes to your personal health or before you start any treatments. Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Ashley Smith, and I am the host of The Healthy High podcast. I am super duper excited for this episode because I am talking about the basics of holistic health. For a long time, our community has been focused on Western medicine and we still got all these health problems, if not more. I believe we need to step back and dive more into holistic healing to improve both our health and wellness. So sit back, relax, and let's jump right on in. So we are focusing today on holistic health, holistic healing. As we all know, I've been a nurse for over or over 10 years, maybe closer to 15 years at this point. And in nursing school, yeah, we dibbled and dabbled into um, holistic healing and herbal medicine and all of those things, but we never really, really focused on it primarily, right? We focused on diseases and how can we treat the symptoms and how can we treat, quote, I'll put that in quotation, certain diseases and things like that. But I never really got an opportunity to focus on how to do things maybe more of a natural way and what I should focus on when I think about, um, me and my environment um, holistically, right? So I decided to have this episode um, because I think it's important that we kind of start to think about holistic healing and holistic health and stop focusing so much on medicine and taking all these manufactured, made up and processed things and think about having things in our bodies and in our surroundings that come from the earth, right? So let's just jump into it. So basically, what is holistic health? Um, Holistic health can be defined as like caring for a whole person. So that's including a person's mental health, physical health, spiritual health, and even their environmental health, right? So we focus, when we talk about holistic health, we talk about focusing on wellness and prevention. Um, It also involves the use of both alternative therapies, which is like herbs and fruits and vegetables, and Western medicine practices, which would be like your medication, if you're taking pills or using certain creams and stuff like that, like man-made stuff. Um, But when you're going holistic, eventually what you want to do is kind of shy away or get away from Western medicine and use primarily your alternative meds and your alternative treatments. Now, don't get me wrong. If you're in an emergent situation, it would be completely irresponsible for me to tell you, you having chest pain? All right, just go and take some herbs. So when you're in an emergent situation, I can understand the usage of Western medicine, but When you're not in emergency situations and you're just trying to maintain your health and your wellness, holistic health is the best 
thing. So let's dive into the different aspects or the different components of holistic health. The first component is physical health. And I think I talk about that. I've been talking about that um, more than enough on this podcast. And I'm going to continue to talk about it because it is a very, very um, important. I mean, all these components are important, but your physical health is very, very important. So basically, physical health is taking care of your bodies and keeping it free from disease. And there are definitely some ways that we can maintain our physical health. One, exercise. Exercising at least 20 to 30 minutes a day, three to four times per week. I tell you guys all the time, I don't like to do it. I really, really don't like to exercise, but I do it because I know that it's important for my physical health. Um, The next component to physical health, getting the nutrients your body needs to work properly by eating your six to eight servings of fruits and veggies every single day. I will tell you guys this in every podcast episode if I need to. Try to consume a whole food plant-based diet and Listen, since I started transitioning, you guys know for the new year, it was my goal to start transitioning. And I thought it was going to take a lot longer than it actually did. But something just clicked in 2021 for me and I stopped eating meat. So my diet is mainly at this point um, a whole food plant-based diet. And I will never, ever, I don't think I will ever, ever go back. No, I can say I will never, ever go back. Um, When I was eating meats and um, dairy and all these things. I felt like I was eating the same things all the time. Chicken, steak, pork. What like it's like the same thing. But as I am transitioning, I'm learning so much more about food. I have so much different options and I just feel better. So getting your six to eight servings of fruits and vegetables daily is a must to maintain your physical health. Um, next to maintain your physical health, you want to reduce or eliminate the usage of alcohol and drugs. Um, eliminate may be tough for some people. So, you know, I won't say eliminate if you can try, but reducing it for sure. You don't want to be drinking and using any type of drugs on a regular basis. Socially, a vacation every now and then I can understand. Um, the next component of physical health is making sure you seek medical care as needed, right? I did an episode on preventative screenings and the importance of preventative screenings. That is a part of maintaining your physical health. Get up, go see a doctor, get those annual blood uh, checks, get those vital signs checked, make sure your blood pressure is okay, make sure your blood work is okay, see what's going on on the inside of your body. Make sure all of those things are good. You should be doing that once a year um, if you are healthy going to see a doctor, getting blood work and checking your vitals and all those wonderful things. So that's a part of maintaining your physical health. Another part of maintaining your physical health is getting at least seven to eight hours of sleep per day. I tell you guys how important sleep is all the time. Sleep affects your mental health. Sleep affects your physical health. Sleep affects your your Um, spiritual health. Like sleep is so important in so many aspects. I don't think people understand how important getting seven to eight hours of sleep per day is. Your body needs a chance to recoup. Your body needs a chance to relax and, and, 
and just get ready and gear up for the day ahead of it. So you have to make sure that you're getting your sleep. So those are the main ways we can maintain our physical health. So next we're going to go into mental health, right? So many of us really and truly fail to acknowledge. I mean, Our society is getting a little better now at acknowledging mental health and how important it is, but really many of us fail to acknowledge how important mental health is and how it affects our health holistically, how it affects all of us. Um, According to the CDC, which is Centers for Disease and Prevention, mental health includes our emotional, which is how we feel, our psychological, which is how we think, and our social well-being, how we interact with others. It also helps to determine like how we manage stress and um, how we make healthy choices. So your mental health can affect the choices that you make in relationship to your health. So we have to be in tune with our mental health. We have to acknowledge that we have a mental health and that we have to take care of it. Uh, We need to start having more self-care Sundays. We need to start doing more things, taking more quiet time for ourselves, figuring out how to handle stress, whether that's wusan, whether that's praying, whatever it is, you need to think about how you handle stress, how you handle your emotions, how you're thinking, how you're feeling. We really, really need to tap into that um, to ensure that we are mentally healthy. The next component of uh, holistic health is spiritual health. Um, there is no real like comprehensive definition to spiritual health, but we do know that spiritual health means connecting with a holy entity or a religious practice. So whatever that is for you, whether you're Catholic, Baptist, Muslim, whatever it is, Tapping into that is important for your spiritual health. Um, Also tapping into yourself, right? Discovering your purpose and your meaning, maybe through meditation, having a clear mind, taking a moment for yourself, whatever it is, getting to know yourself and discovering your meaning and your purpose is important for your spiritual health. Connecting with others is important for your spiritual health. You want to share your time and your space with people who can refuel your energy in a positive way, right? You don't want to hang out with the negative Nancy, right? We all have the terminology. We've all heard the term negative Nancy, right? Or you have a friend that's always negative or someone at work that's always negative. You want to stay away from those negative Nancys and you want to hang around people that refuel you, that give you positive vibes, positive energy. And lastly, for your spiritual health, you want to connect with nature. You want to go outside. Uh, Maybe not now. It's a little chilly, but you want to go outside. You want to hug trees. You want to walk on the grass with your bare feet. You want to connect with nature. You want to show nature respect. You don't want to pollute our air. You don't want to throw trash on the floor. Connect with nature. It's very important for your spiritual health and your spiritual well-being. The last component of holistic healing that I'm going to talk about is environmental health. Now, environmental health is um, not something that I've focused on much in the past, but since I have started this podcast, um, uh, initially, like in the beginning of the starting of the podcast, I did an episode on breast cancer and how the environment affects 
breast cancer. And it made me think, oh my God, we have to start thinking and talking about our environmental health because the environment in which we live in is affecting us. It's making us really, really sick. So I pulled this in as a component of holistic health. And like I said, it's new to me, but I'm going to talk to you guys about some of the things that I've discovered so far um, as I look into environmental health. And a lot of the information that I'm that I'm going to give to you about environmental health, I got it from three places. I'll, I'll share with you. Healthypeople.gov. Um, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, or EPA, and I got some information from CDC. So environmental health really focuses on the correlation between um, people and their environment, right? The goal to prevent and control diseases. It also is to prevent and control injury or disabilities relating to people and their environment. And the way in which we do this is by assessing and addressing changes for a couple of different areas, right? The first one is outdoor air quality. So poor air quality is linked to premature death, cancer, and long-term damage to your respiratory system, which is your lungs, the way you breathe, and your cardiovascular system. That's why certain people that live in certain areas um, may have asthma. Like there may be a certain area of the world or a certain um, area in your town where you find that a lot of people may have asthma. It could be because the air, the poor quality of air in that environment is creating respiratory problems. So this is why I said I really, really needed to have a conversation about environmental health because this is just one of the many issues that's going on in our environment. And I want to bring awareness so that it can spark something in you guys to kind of just start looking into it and, and start thinking about how our environment is affecting us. So what are some common sources of some human-caused air pollutions, um, gas stations? I talked about that in the episode when I talked about breast cancer. Gas stations, um, they're polluting our air. Motor vehicles, they're polluting our air. Power plants um, is polluting our air. And just a side note. I used to live in New York and there was an area, um, there is an area, not was, there is an area over there called Rochdale. They have a very large power plant located in Rochdale, in that area. And there are so many friends of friends, uh, uh, relative of friends that I know of that live in that area that have died from different types of cancer. So this air pollution from power plants is killing us. It's causing cancer in our loved ones, right? So we have to be mindful of the areas in which we live in and the areas in which we move in. And even when I did the breast cancer episode, I talked about Long Island, New York has a lot of incidences. I don't know if that's changed most recently, but when I used to live in New York, I used to hear that a lot of incidences of breast cancer was occurring potentially because of power plants on the island. So you want to be mindful of that. So more human uh, made causes of 
air pollution, industrial facilities, and dry cleaners. Dry cleaners, I didn't even know. I, I actually um, just learned that in my research, right? So another component to environmental health that we need to be assessing and addressing is our surface and ground water. So both drinking water and recreational water. Um, sources of contaminated water are naturally occurring chemicals and minerals like arsenic and randin. All right. Um, local land use practices like fertilizers and pesticides also contribute to contaminated water. Manufacturing processes contribute to, man to um, contaminated water. And lastly, sewer overflows and wastewater releases, it's contributing to contaminated water. And contaminated water causes GI illnesses or gastrointestinal illnesses, so like ulcers and um, any problems that you can have in your gastrointestinal tract. I have a friend actually that works in California. She works uh, with children in the neonatal intensive care unit. And she said to me, you know, there are so many kids that have so much gastrointestinal issues out there. I mean, they're born with their stomachs on the outsides of their bodies. They're young and they have, they're having ostomies placed on their stomach because their gastrointestinal tracts are not working properly. So what an ostomy is, it's an opening, right? It's an opening. They, they, they may have to pull the intestine out a little bit or like cut a hole in the intestine and bring it to the surface of your abdomen so that you can excrete the waste product instead of, instead of pooping it out, instead of actually pooping it out of your anus, right? So that area may need to look into if the water is contaminated in that environment. Maybe mom was drinking contaminated water or bathing in contaminated water. So, you know, that's things that we need to start thinking about. Um, also, contaminated water causes reproductive problems and neurological disorders. So if there's a problem with the water, you may have an idea because the water may be cloudy, it may be foul smelling. Like we know that water is supposed to be more on the clearer side. It's not supposed to have a smell. It's definitely not supposed to have any funny taste to it. Um, you can test your water by getting an EPA home water test. But if you have a water bill and you're paying for water, they are supposed to be testing your water and they're supposed to be reporting it on a federal and a state level. So you want to get on the Googler Smoogler. You want to look up your state and federal regulations for contaminated water and how your water company is supposed to be regulating it to ensure that the water that's being provided to you in your home is clean and clear and free from contaminants. The next area that we need to look at um, that I kind of started addressing even in the breast cancer episode was toxic, toxic substances and hazardous waste. Toxic substances and hazardous waste are in so many of the things that we use daily, including our makeup ladies, um, including our dishwashing soap, our um, soap that we use on our bodies every day, um, the cleaning things, the things that we use, the disinfectants that we use to clean our homes, like toxic substances and hazardous waste are in everything. Um, 
And they come from activities like manufacturing, construction, again, automotive, garages, labs, and even hospitals. So toxic substances and hazardous waste contain chemicals, heavy metals, and radiation. Toxic substances and hazardous wastes sorry, cause behavioral abnormalities, cancer, genetic mutations, physical deformities, and even birth defects. And I'm sure it causes more, but that's all that I could find for this episode. There is a website that I did mention, you want to go back to that breast cancer episode, that talks about a lot of the we have a list. So the government has a list of carcinogens and toxic substances that are just circulating throughout the world, whether it be in the air or in some of the chemicals that we use in like makeup, for instance. They have a list. Google smoogle that list and, and start reading the back of all of these things that you're using. You want to use BPA-free bottles. You want to look at the number underneath the bottles. They, they mean something. Check it out. Start being more aware of your environment. A few more things that we need to um, assess and address address for change when it comes to environmental health is our homes and our communities. Um, these environments expose us to indoor pollution, um, inadequate heating and sanitation, structural problems, electric and fire hazards, and the big one, lead-based paint hazards. For a long time, we've been talking about lead-based paint hazards. Those things are very important. Our homes also can expose us to mold. Smoking indoors is very bad for our environmental health. Wood-burning heaters, unfueled gas heaters, all those things need to be eliminated if possible in our environment. Whenever you're in your home, one way to help with the exposure to these things is to use your exhaust fan. So we have an exhaust fan in our bathroom, most of us. Uh, we have an exhaust fan above our um, stove, most of us. You want to use those things when you're in the shower, in the bathroom, or in um, or cooking, right? You want to use the exhaust fans where you have them. Some of us even have them in our laundry rooms. So those fans are there for a reason. You want to use them. Another area that we have to look at when, it's, when we're talking about environmental health is infrastructure and surveillance. We need to be able to have more surveillance, have more research on these things. We're not talking about it enough. We need the government. We need to petition as people. We need to petition the government to do more about our invent, environmental health and protecting us and our families and our communities regarding environmental health. And lastly, we need to start looking at our global environmental health. So it doesn't make sense for me to fix my neighborhood, but the neighborhood next door is, is not doing well. Or to fix the United States and then another country is not addressing their environmental health because eventually it'll bleed over from country to country to country. So we need to also start addressing our global environmental health. So I hope you guys learned something about holistic health and holistic well-being. You have to be able to address 
all four components in order to have health and wellness. You got to address physical, you got to address mental, and you you have to address spiritual. And lastly, you must address environmental. Environmental is probably least talked about. Um, It's probably one of the things that we don't even realize is a problem, but it's definitely a problem. If I had to choose what was at the top of this, this list, I would say spiritual health is at the top of this list. I think if you address your spiritual health, eventually your spiritual health, focusing on you, knowing your purpose, getting into your, um, religious practices will force you, will make you want to address your physical health more, make you want to address your mental health more. It'll make you want to start thinking about your environment that you live in and making sure that you're living, you know, as healthy as possible. So again, I hope you guys learned something powerful from this episode. And I hope that you will start to research and look into holistic healing and just living more of a healthier life through holism. That's my time. Remember everybody, your health is most definitely your wealth.